And we're back with uh, Focus Target, Episode 9. Good to have you as always. My name is Smiley. With me are my cohorts and my comrades in arms, Shyrel and Van. Hey. Shy Van, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Mm-hmm. And That's my dream, I don't know about your dreams, but my dream is to talk a little bit more about a game that we've all played, and some of us still do play, called Destiny which just recently had a new expansion called The Taken King. So today, my plan is for us to talk about a little bit about the new Destiny expansion. What's new in Destiny, some of the improvements that have come along with this new expansion, and maybe some of the things that they haven't improved on that we had hoped they would, or other issues with the expansion. And uh, as eager as I am to jump right into that, I think we have a couple things of business, a couple items, orders of business to take care of first. Uh, the first one that we want to talk about, and I'm going to actually let Shai talk about this because he was the source of this information, uh, was we, we had talked last time, I believe, a little bit about our excitement for a game called Persona 5, the next game in the Shin Megami Tensei series. But uh, unfortunately, we got some bad news about that. Shai, what, uh, what did you hear? Bad news. Um, well, they delayed it. Which I think surprised a lot of people out there. Um, but besides, I think since the fact that no gameplay has been shown yet, just trailers, I think that also didn't surprise some people. Um, but yeah, I think it's delayed to, uh, I believe it's summer 2016 as of Dang, right now. Um, that is a so. significant delay. But I mean, I don't know. I think as we talk a lot about on the show, like so many games get rushed to the market these days, you know, I think a lot of times a delay like this, you know, hopefully it's a good thing. Hopefully we get a more polished product yeah, because of that. For sure. There's a lot of people who, who get uh, annoyed by delays, but I would, any day I'd rather have a game that's good than a game that's here today, but not good. You know, especially the way games cost 60, 70 bucks now, it's, I'd rather, I, I say now like they haven't always, but, you know, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you want it to be worth the money. And uh, usually Atlas does a pretty good job of, uh, of, of having high quality games. Like, I don't think of them as a company that tends to rush out their, their, their stuff. So, yeah. All right, so our next our next item of business before we get before we get to the meat of the podcast is our everybody's favorite question of the day, and uh, this question today goes out to the ladies to our to our lady listeners. We we did our favorite female characters in gaming, but you know what if the girls want to hear about the studly dudes that uh, that rock the video game screen? So today we're gonna ask this question of the day, and my question of the day for you is who is your favorite male? video game character and uh today i'd like to start with van what do you think van you know i like it, it's always today i'd like to start with van as if it's somebody different i think i've started first every single podcast <laughs> well that I may be true i actually don't keep track of it <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind um but it is kind of funny because my initial gut reaction and this to be t- to no one's surprise was gordon freeman from half-life series however i wanted to throw a little curveball in there and I decided to go with someone else. But before I tell you who it is, I was looking up, because as I always do when it comes to the question of the day, I try to do my research and say, hey, you know, is there somebody I may have forgotten? So I'll look up like top 50 female characters and see what the world thinks. So I looked up top 50 uh, greatest uh, video game characters of all time on Empire Online. And number one, wouldn't you know it? Gordon Freeman. So I, I was really, really happy about that. Well, I, I had to go all the way down. I think it was to number six to get what my preferred favorite character is and that would have to be link from any of the zelda series um for a ton of reasons beyond just the fact that he's such a badass and he wields a bow and sword um but also and and a boomerang oh which which helps collect stuff yes yes many things many things (laughs) (laughs) ice rod (laughs) okay okay flaming lantern Oh yeah, standard lantern. Smiley's jumping on the fa- the Link as a favorite male character <laughs> bandwagon. Yeah, here. But nothing wrong with Link. I also think it's because he's he's uh, um, stood the test of time for so long, and he was really one of the first kind of main role characters in any uh, video gaming genre and any series. Uh, of course, going all the way back to the Legend of Zelda itself in 1986. So, um, super happy with that choice, and it's definitely Link. Uh, they say number six on Empire Online, but I think it has to go number one. Number two is a close Gordon Freeman second, though. I'm so surprised Mario wasn't at the top of that list. I would have. I would have bet all kinds number of money two. that Mario would have beat out Gordon Freeman. Sounds like a weighted vote. I wonder what the uh, demographics yeah, of that poll was. Empire, yeah. mm. <laughs> I, th- I think it was a steam, uh, a steam vote. Oh well, there you have it. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, another thing to point in Link's favor is he usually handles pretty well the fact that people always are erroneously calling him Zelda IRL. I was thinking I mean? of making the joke, the same exact one. I was going to say my favorite <laughs> male character is Zelda, but I was like, nah, they're just going to think I'm retarded. I don't think they're going to get the joke. <laughs> well, they probably think you're retarded anyway. That's true. So that's I should have went with it, <laughs> All right, Shy, I'm sorry I always put you second. I didn't even realize I was doing that, but uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you take your shot here now? Uh, favorite male character, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. As, as Van was saying, it's a tough call, right? I think there's just so many good characters out there in video games. Um, I think mine, unfortunately, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with uh, probably uh, Ryu Hayabusa from the Ninja Gaiden series. Um, and a lot of that just comes from uh, um, loving those games so much. But also just, I mean, for similar, I mean, somewhat of a similar reason, um, as Van was saying, like he's he's just a badass, um, and he may not be as varied in his arsenal as Link, maybe, but uh, he can definitely cut down some demonic foes with the best of them, and uh, definitely be a badass while doing it. Out out of fifty, shy <clears throat> Ryu Hayabusa was number fifty. Oh, really? Nice. He made the list. So he made the top. Sure did. The top fifty. I wonder if Smiley's made the top fifty. Well, I can probably pretty not, much because it's gonna be some <laughs> obscure freaking French video game that was published <laughs> once on somebody's like cardboard box. I don't really know what to say to that, so I'm just going to ignore it. Um, but I am going to admit my top, my character is not going to be on a top 50 list, I don't think. Um, but it does come from a from a video game series that I'm sure you've heard of, which is well, uh, either Romance of the Three Kingdoms or Dynasty Warriors is the more common game to the mainstream audience, I think. Uh, but my choice would be Jiahu Dun. Jiahu uh, Dun is a badass Chinese uh, kind of warlord captain who uh, assists Cao Cao, one of the uh, historical figures of ancient China who ended up uniting, uh, at least, you know, his descendants ended up uniting China under his rule in a, in a warring states period. And uh, the reason I like Zha Hodun is, is uh, twofold. One, he is a badass, as, as Shai mentioned, for his character choice. Um, like he's just, he's crazy. He's only got one eye because he was shot in the eye with the arrow and instead of you know stopping to get help he plucked out the arrow ate his eye and kept fighting like uh, why did he yeah. cry like, well, to, just did to, like he to, to? To, to yeah well he, i think he did as an intimidation factor was somebody looking at to him be like, yeah. could he well, tell yeah, if like someone he, was looking at him while he did it he, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point someone looking at him point. when he did it was he intimidating you know, like, himself presumably he's surrounded by enemy soldiers and you know he's like oh you think this is going to stop me here's what i think of this why did they not why didn't they shoot him in the other Listen, eye while he was eating his I, eye i was not there at the time I'm did just he saying. see himself eat his own eye <laughs> all right <laughs> also this is getting out, this is getting out of hand question, i need smiley. you guys to settle down question about jaho doing go ahead did he serve with cow cow he did he was he was actually uh cow cow's uh, I, I, sometimes I say cow cow, and I don't think that's the right way to say it. I know say that, it's, that, it's that, was, that was the that was the that was the joke I was trying. Oh, to. I have another one. Joke. Did he oh. serve with um, Jacques Cousteau? <laughs> I feel like we're really getting <laughs> off topic here. I'm gonna reel this in um, by keeping it brief. This is a good. He's a good character. I play with him every time I play Dynasty Wars. He's always the first character I run through, and uh, yeah, I mean that's he's you know he's he's a badass guy, and I like him for that reason. So. Uh, there we go. That's question of the day. If you have a question of the day, our fair listeners, that you'd like to submit, please feel encouraged to do so. We, uh, you know, we, a lot of great ideas I'm sure that you guys have out there that we would we would love to hear. All right, so let's jump into it, guys. Uh, Destiny, Taking King. It came out a couple weeks ago. A week ago? How, how long has it been out now? A week and a half? No, it's been 15th. It's been close, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, Three so a while. So, so, we've, so, so you guys have had a little bit of time with it. Um, I, just full disclosure to our listeners, I just purchased The Taken King uh, like two days ago, so I'm pretty early in. So I'm going to be more of a questioner role today and let Van and Shy kind of tell you what their experience with it over the last couple of weeks has been. And I'd like to start with what's new. So, um, Shy, I'll start with you this time since I seem to, to neglect you in this regard. Um, and so now I'm going to start with Shy pretty much every time from now on. So get used to the back seat, Van. Over, uh, um, <laughs> overreact. Yes, uh, overcompensate. Overcompensate. Uh, yeah. What what is new in the Taken King? Um, oh man, there's just so much new. I, I mean, you know, we oh yeah, there's just a ton of new stuff. I think one of my favorite things um is the Court of Orcs. I would say, um, and I think that uh, I think that um. 
So what is the Court of Orcs? Yeah, well, right, right. So, so, so Destiny, like, kind of Des- one thing about Destiny is that it's an open world game, right? You interact, and in an open world game, and and with MMO elements, right? You interact with other people, and as we've talked about in the past, I know among ourselves, that can be good and bad, right? Like sometimes you're trying to like gather, you know, run around an area gathering materials and killing specific mobs, and someone else is running around the same area doing the same thing as you, and it's just like, man, why can't I do this by myself? And so I can, you know, focus on this task. Someone else is messing it all up. But sometimes this can be a lot of fun when you're doing raids, um, when you're doing like public events. That you know that would happen in the world. Well, Court of Orcs is like their version of like, um, wait, like self-starting public events on in the new zone, the Dreadnought. <clears throat> you know they will introduce new zone. It's a uh, you know Taken King has come to Destiny, Orcs has come. He brought his giant ship, the Dreadnought, and you can now explore it. Uh, once you complete the story. And so there, there's an area in the ship called the Court of Orcs. You go in and doing, you know, through a method of gathering different runes and upgrading them, whatever, you can pop different bosses that then you and then random people, you know, that, that are nearby or even in your fire team can fight for uh, for potential drops and just, just for general fun. And so just to, to be clear for anybody who, who maybe is not on the up and up with Destiny, uh, Oryx is the name of the title character taken king yes right so it's his his kind of his his uh his throne or his courtroom right the primary villain yes all right Wait. uh yeah i mean uh, oh go ahead well no, i was gonna i guess as a, as a just a wrap up i mean just it's a great way to bring people together it's cool because the, the way they described it when a game was coming out, they described it as a game of pickup basketball. And, 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 you know, Van and I can attest to the fact that it can be annoying sometimes to bring a bunch of friends in there because you can only bring three at a time for sure and trying to, like, match up more, like, can be frustrating. But sometimes you're in there with two or three guys and then two or three other guys show up and you guys will do Court of Orcs for 30 or 45 minutes and just, like, be killing a ton of bosses. And it can be a lot of fun with these random strangers that you didn't know. It can, it's really cool. Yeah, It's also, cool way in my opinion, friends, right? Yeah, it, it, it is a good way to make friends. Like, I had one guy invite Shy to the party because, as Shy mentioned, you can only have a uh, three-person fire team. So we went in there. We wanted to go do some Court of Orcs. And so I had my three-person, but we wanted to get Shy in there. So sure enough, there was some guy there. We started playing pick-up Court of Orcs with him. And I said, hey, can you invite my buddy um, Radical P? So he invites Radical, and then all of us were able to hang out in the same area, fight the same same people on Oryx's court, and it was a ton of fun. And I think we both added him to our friends list afterwards. Haven't talked to him since, but at least he's on our friends list. The, yeah, who, know, who knows what the future might hold? The partially frustrating part about that is that a lot of times you have to add people to your friends list before. Like The only way of communicating a game is but by that, adding someone to your friends list. Yeah. So, so I think I had to send him a blind invite at first, and then just like... Uh, I don't, or, or, but that's maybe, not a Destiny yeah. fault. To, to be yeah. fair, that's a PlayStation yeah. fault, I would think. Well, other than the fact that maybe Destiny doesn't provide a robust enough chat, in-game chat okay, system that, yeah. you, that yeah. you have to use PS parties. But uh, I mean, you could you could argue the merits of that. Uh, Van, what about what about you? Is there something specific you want to talk about about the new things? Or uh, I mean, I've got a couple things that I've heard about that I'd love to have some more information on. Sure. Why don't you why don't you shoot your smile? Because I'm sure right. listeners same same feeling the same way. Well, so my understanding, and, and from playing a little bit, I, I've definitely noticed to myself, is that the, the quest system has been implemented, which is, which is a lot different from Destiny Year One. Um, what can you tell me about like the new quest tracking and just the way quests and, and kind of content is delivered, storyline content is delivered in, in Year Two Destiny? Yeah, they, they, this is actually one of the biggest improvements um, in Destiny. They do offer quest tracking and, and even um, quests, uh, I guess, quest lines or lineage or Wherever, where one quest actually leans to another as opposed to just random quests or I guess as as much as quests were in Destiny was simply limited to the main story and then the bounties you did afterwards. Whereas these quest trackings um, are series of events that you have to do. For example, if you're a hunter, you have to kill X amount with your throwing knife and then you have to kill X amount with a sticky grenade and they have to kill X amount with whatever. And it's all hunter associated, but it's a linear quest line where it's hunter quest number one, hunter quest number two, hunter quest number three and so on and at the end of it there's um huge rewards you know legendaries exotics weapons ghosts things like that so it's really cool because you could actually start a quest and then you know work really hard see the progression um in real time and then once you complete everything be rewarded and feel like you have that sense of accomplishment um in order to track this they actually added a quest tracking which um, makes the interface a little bit less cumbersome because before in order to find out what bounty you're on you always had to go into your inventory l1 go over on page two just to see you know how your status was on on that uh, specific bounty but with quest tracking you can actually um tab up to and correct me if i'm wrong i think it's four 
at a time? Four is the correct number. Okay, yes. so yeah, you could check up to four at a time. Then every time you bring up your ghost, who is supposed to be your mobile interface, every time you bring up your ghost by hitting the center touchpad, um, you can actually see where you stand in that quest line that you have tagged in the bottom right corner. So you don't have to go through your menu or anything like that. Just tap your ghost. He lets you know where you're at. Um, and they did a really, really good job with, with the quest tracking. So I hope that answered your question. It did, and I mean, I, I can, again, from somebody who's only played for a couple of days, it definitely feels like it gives you a little bit more direction, which I think was something that original Destiny really needed, because I don't think anybody denies the, the idea that Destiny is just a fun game to play. It's fun, it's, it, you know, it feels good to go around, you know, blasting aliens and stuff, but um, it kind of gives you a little bit more smaller goals to shoot for and reasons to go places and do things rather than just, you know, strike playlist ad nauseum. Um, one thing I should mention for our listeners, and I, you probably could have guessed this based on our derision of uh, Xbox in the past, but all three of us are reviewing the uh, PlayStation 4 version of, of Destiny the Taken King. So, um, you know, if you're on an Xbox, it, I'm hoping it's not too different. I don't know. Do you guys know? Is there any real exclusive content for PS4 yeah. compared to Xbox? Yeah, there, there are. Is. They're, they're there continuing is. Wow, that what, is messed up. What's interesting, though, is, um, and I know we're going to get to this in a second, but some of the we- weapons that are, they actually brought into Taken King, the only reason I think they, that they were brought forward was because they were PS exclusives and they couldn't just remove them because then the Xbox players would have never gotten them. So, mm. they, like, all of the PS exclusives got brought into Taken King into year two. Really? Um, yeah. I did not know that. Interesting. Uh, so let's jump right into that then. If, if you don't mind, we can skip around a little bit for for the weapons. I, I mean, everybody had their favorite gun in Destiny Year One. And my understanding is that some of those guns have uh, what's called a Year Two version, where it can kind of be upgraded to the current level cap of 40 and, and be usable, and others have maybe been left behind. Yes, that is correct. And so, it's, and so it sounds like at least part of that list is is based on the PS4 exclusives, right? So, like, what do you, what do you guys think of that? And Shai, I'll let you I'll let you start with it. What like what do you like? Do you think that's a positive thing for the game that they're letting you bring you know some of your favorite guns from season one along, or do you think it's more stagnating that you know the same great guns that were there are still maybe going to be there, and maybe it you know stifles some of the creativity and the the freshness of having a whole new arsenal? I think that's a great question. I think that uh, I mean. One thing we've talked a lot about is just how great the guns in Destiny are, you know, like whether it be they're exotic or legendary, a lot of them just feel really good, a lot of them have very unique um, capabilities, and so part of me wondered what they would be able to do with the new guns in year two to actually make it, you know, make them better or equivalent to the year one guns, especially the fact that then they were going to be leaving some behind. Um, and I don't know, I think so far, like, the year two guns that I've gotten, I've I've really enjoyed. I think they seem very unique and, and cool. Um, I think that, uh, um, I don't know, it hasn't been a problem for me. Bam, what do you think? I, um, and, and this is a good thing. Uh, I've intentionally kept, mus- kept myself ignorant about the year two weapons, and they're still blocked off. Most of them, with the exception of Invective and Suros and a couple others, are blocked off in my, um, what I call the iPad wall, where you can buy, like, your year two weapons. <clears throat> and I, I did that for a reason. Um, I kind of want to be surprised and shock and awed when I actually get the drops and see what they are. So I haven't done any research into the year two weapons um with regards to dismissing the year one i i don't know i there's a couple that i wish we could have kept like black hammer i know there's a new version which they call the spindle black hammer or something like that yeah black spindle yeah the black spindle um but it's it's not the same as the old black hammer although the old black hammer just made some fights way too op um tanks anyone so i'm okay with the the new weapon system uh, i'm like I said, ignorant about year two, but that's what I'm trying to keep a little bit of mystery in the game. So it keeps me excited and wanting to get those, those weapons. Indeed. All right. So um, can I, oh, go ahead. Can no, I just add something to that mm-hmm. that I thought about? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently one thing that people have been talking about though, is um, crucible and how like just before, um, like during house of wolves, it became possible to re um, reforge a lot of legendary weapons. So the, um, I think at the gunsmith, I think was able to do that. Yes, and so a lot yes, of people right. were running around the crucible with like perfectly rolled weapons. And the problem is, in the Taken King, you know, as you know, I mean, as you know, as I think we all know, in Crucible, 
you know, all everything, all stats are scaled. So you don't need to have the, all the new gear to do well. You just have to have a weapon. You can go in with like a level one weapon and do it. You know, it technically does as much damage as like a level thirty, you know, forty two ninety light weapon. And so a lot of people are still running around the crucible with these perfectly rolled weapons, even though all these new players have joined and whatnot. And so a lot of people are wondering if if Bungie is going to do something about that and what they'll do because that is somewhere where it seems like there is an imbalance from year one to year two. And and really, PvP is really where people want the most balance normally, right? Yeah, no, without a doubt. And I mean, when it comes to balance issues, a lot of times PvP is really one of the old only considerations, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter so much if if one gun is better than the other, unless the developers are specifically trying to avoid, you know, like a uniform gear set. But you know, like it doesn't really matter. Like if if you're playing against computer controlled opponents, you know, in in PVE, you know. You know, you can kind of use whatever you want. You know, like it's it's yeah. more about it's more about PvP to say what what guns are. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, to me, I've never really been that concerned with balance, even in PvP. But I know that's where the biggest where people really get the most riled up. Yeah. I guess you don't want to make a system where if you don't have X gun, you can't compete. Exactly. Right. Like I guess that's, that's what you worry about. That's really what sums up year one Galahorn was all about and that's that's what they're trying mm-hmm. to avoid yes uh, for anyone who who didn't play the original destiny the galahorn was a, a rocket launcher which was uh pretty much universally considered the best weapon in the game and could really turn some difficult even pve battles but especially i believe in pvp too it was just very very strong um, I never had one. Shy had like three, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I mean, it was powerful enough to the point that people wouldn't let people into groups if they didn't have one, right? So I mean, that's always a bad thing when you have a weapon that's that. That's that. Yeah, and I get, and I guess maybe that's where you where you run into PVE balance systems, right? Where where you're getting exclusion like that, like that, because that's the kind of thing that really can kill the game for somebody. Sure. You feel like, well, nobody wants to play with me because I don't have this gear, and like right. I'm never going to get it. So yep. I guess I'll just quit. Like you, you want to avoid that kind of thing. And yep. Bungie was hearing that a lot. So I guess the question now to everybody is: general consensus, year two better than year one, as far as weapons go, the 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 uh, ideology behind it. I I think so. What I about you, so smiling too. shy? I haven't gotten far enough into the game into year two to really gotcha. make a make a <laughs> educated judgment. I'm still a little salty that I'm missing some of my old weapons that didn't get carried over. And I thought salty was like a British way of saying that you're upset. No, no salty it's, is what it's you, like it's, the new it's, thing, it, the new internet means, language for like tears. No, oh, really? it, it means that like you you eat something and you like the the fla- that brings out the flavor. Salt you put on your food. <laughs> that not, am I using it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump to another big change, which is the faction system. Uh, previously in Destiny, um, you had factions that sold different kind of different weapons and different armors, and you kind of could equip an accessory that would let you earn reputation for that faction. And once you got enough uh, reputation, and, and uh, I believe you used Crucible marks, you could purchase that gear from from that particular faction. So a lot of people had kind of like, you know, one of the off things they would do would be max out their faction reputation uh, for all the different factions, kind of work towards being able to buy whatever they needed from those from those vendors, but that's changed, as I understand it. Uh, Van, do you know anything about that? Yeah, it has changed, and it's actually changed for the better. It's it's a short and sweet change, and it's a little change, but it's a great uh, QOL or quality of life change. Um, now <clears throat> you can actually join a faction for 2,500 Glimmer. It lasts for seven days, and while you are, um, I guess, joined in with that faction, you are actually earning, in addition to regular Vanguard reputation, you're actually earning the faction reputation as well. So you don't have to equip your um, piece of armor, which was typically the cosmetic piece, um, in order to earn that factions, whether it's Dead Orbit or whoever, um, reputation. Now, just by signing up with that faction, you can actually earn the reputation the entire time. The cool thing, and the reason they did that is because now that cosmetic, or what used to be a cosmetic um, piece of gear, actually holds stats now. It has defensive stats, it has, you know, seeking element stats, you know, for finding Spirit Bloom on Venus or whatever. So, but it, also, it, it, it helps also with has your light stat- level. It also adds the stat that allows you to unlock abilities faster on weapons, certain weapons yeah, and armor absolutely. types, which I found right. very, very interesting. So instead of just being cosmetics, which, um, it, and this is actually, uh, I kind of like this and I don't like this, but instead of just being cosmetics, it actually serves a purpose. Now, what I don't like is because it's so cosmetically inclined um, and unique, there's some that I really, really like the look of 
and that may be complete junk, and then there's some that look like complete junk, but they actually perform really well. And I can't have the you know both worlds, the best of both worlds, and that kind of obsessed me. But so you're, so overall, you're saying you'd like to have a glamour system where you could yeah, have it's some one kind of a visible regardless of the stats yep. and one stats regardless and of the image. I would be completely surprised if they never put that in because I've heard this opinion from a lot of people. But new faction system, very good, very very simple changes, but it's uh, definitely a much improved. Shy, you have any thoughts on the faction system before we move ahead? No, I agree. Well, then why don't you talk to us a little bit about microtransactions? Ah, I heard, I no, heard, Mike. I know. Do it, do it, do it. I heard that microtransactions are coming yeah. to Destiny now. Does this mean that soon I will just be able to use my credit card to obtain yes, the true. new Gala Horn? Yes, get the year two I want. Yeah, that's Luke what Smith I really want. Luke pretty much want. said that. He said, "Throw money at the screen, and we'll give you a year two Gala Horn." Uh, now that's what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. Dirty. Destiny Wales. Oh, uh, Let's do it. Oh man. Um. No, I'm so we don't know a lot about this. This was announced only a few days back, but basically they've said that there will be microtransactions, and they've said that what they're going to do is they're bringing an NPC who I guess was in the tower at one point. I think this is when I'd maybe taken a break. They're bringing her back to the tower. She's going to be selling emotes, so purely cosmetic, um, and you'll be able to buy in-game currency using like your PSN or Xbox Live account, and you'll be able to purchase set emotes. Um, They apparently are going to give us a certain amount of that in-game currency up just up front, so we can buy a couple of emotes and just kind of mess mess around with them. But it's a uh, relief. I I really want to be able to wave to characters as they go past. I don't have to spend more than five dollars on that. I hope there's an emote where I like hold all my hand cannons to the side like a like a gangster. Awesome. <laughs> like a Char- like a Charlie's Angel. Oh, <laughs> like sideways. Uh, yeah. I thought you meant like two people could hold him to the side and look like a silhouette. <laughs> oh, no, wow. that's nice. That's interesting. Um, no, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. They've said specifically that they're they're they don't want to change gameplay, so that's good. Indeed. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll uh, perhaps as we learn more about that in the in the coming weeks, we can try to to provide an update. In, uh, in our future podcasts. Now, there's one more thing I want to talk about uh, about what's new, and then I'll give you guys the floor if there's anything we missed, but um, I hear that there's some Destiny secrets. What do you guys know about this? It's a secret. We're not allowed to talk. Yeah. It's a secret to everyone. Go, go, go read the Grimoire cards. <laughs> no, for real. Talk about the secrets. Um, Reveal the secrets yeah, no. of Destiny to well, the masses. Well, the thing is, I don't think we know a lot. I mean, I don't know if Van wants to talk about this to a certain extent as well, but like... And I, I think there was a certain element of this in Destiny Year One, but in Destiny Year Two, there are a ton of stuff that they have not put up front that people are just discovering daily. Like a lot of the daily heroic missions, the heroic version when it's a daily has like a whole separate thing to do. Like the black spindle sniper rifle Van was talking about earlier. The only reason, the only way you can get that is by doing a side quest during a certain mission when it's the daily heroic, and it's a timed, it's a timed mission where you have to kill a ton of tough crap, and it's very difficult. And like people discovered this randomly, like they ran to some area of the map and found it. And like the, the yesterday's daily was. Very similar. They had a whole like grimoire based story side quest and, and just the secrets all over the place. Um, the new that new heavy the, one of the new heavy weapon everyone really wants to get has been like there's the, the Bungie's giving no guidance on how to do it. And people are just trying to like come up with all kind of crazy theories and try different things out. It's just there's a lot of like you know Bungie's keeping a tight lip on stuff and, and you know fan, you know kind of fans are having to find this stuff out, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean it's it seems almost more like a throwback to the maybe the glory days of gaming where you couldn't necessarily just, you know, where you're not handheld through everything and given a map and a tutorial showing you how to find every item in the game, right? Whatever, dude. Just give me my Nintendo Power magazine. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, I guess what you might consider this to be is maybe the golden age of, of destiny. If, if you're into those kind of secrets and, and, sure. and figuring things out, cause you know, in two months, every single secret is going to be documented on game facts or, or whatever the destiny wiki is or, or wherever you want to go for it. You know, like th- with the power of the internet, these secrets do not say secrets for very long. So, so get this. I did a quick destiny secret search and evidently yesterday there was a brand new secret revealed that players found in the old vault of glass that there's three hidden, um, in the Daily Heroic mission yesterday, there were three hidden ghosts, which once you open them, gave you Grimoire cards and actually opened a portal to a new boss fight to find a fourth ghost. Well, like, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's tied into the mission, yeah, from yesterday. Exactly. Right. So it's, it, I, I, I agree with you guys. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing that they're doing this stuff. And I'm really excited about the fact that they said, yeah, you guys haven't... Basically, they just said, you guys haven't seen anything yet. You haven't found out anything yet. There's still so much of this game that you guys don't know about, and it's going to take you a while to find out, which is awesome, because whenever raids come out, I'm always not sad or disappointed, but 
I don't know what the what the word would be, but when they beat the raid in three hours, like it's kind of like, oh, well, I guess it was that frustrating, and there goes that novelty. But with this, say, you know, people having to figure this out for themselves and taking time, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, don't you think there's a possibility, though, that we really have found like 99% of stuff and they're just like, oh, you guys haven't even scratched the surface, keep looking, you know, <laughs> just, to, just to, you know, kind of lead people on. Possibility, that's, probably that's, not the case. <laughs> All right, so, so that's what's new. Uh, did you guys have anything else, Shy, Van? Did you have anything else that, that we omitted talking about that you want to say about the fresh new feel of Destiny? Does it still feel like the same game? The um, shooting, all the good things about it are still there, and um, I don't mean to sound too much of a fanboy, but everything else they introduce is really, really awesome, so I'm very happy with it. Um, I like the direction it's going, and can't wait for year three. Shy? Yeah, I mean, just, it's getting better. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to tell you uh, some of the, I mean, we've already talked a lot about some of the things that have been improved. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth on some of the things that, that we like and some of the improvements that have been made. And we'll try to, we'll try to find some stuff that maybe isn't so rosy, uh, things that maybe we'd like to, like to see added or, or, or wish that they would have addressed between year one and year two. So we'll be back after these messages. Yo, Destiny Podcast, this is year two, so what you're gonna do when Oryx comes for you? Pull a rocket out your pocket, bring a blade to the raid, gonna work a spacey's pockets with a robot made, now your name is George Jetson, you got, you're a guardian, son, put the collar horn down, year one is done. Ow! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> And we're back with the Focus Target podcast, and we've brought you some of the new things, and you're going to probably hear a little bit more details on the new part, but we're going to talk about some of the improvements, some of the things that we think has made Destiny better uh, with the expansion, maybe address some issues that, that perhaps had burned you out or that you were dissatisfied with in the first season. So uh, uh, I'm going to start with Van. I promised I wouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. And uh, Van, <laughs> what uh, what can you tell me about the... the the mechanics of the game as far as how you gain levels, gain skill, gain light, things of that nature. Wow, so you're going you're going straight to probably the best improvement, I think, on the game, at least in my opinion. Um, so far, this is one of the best things that they improved. Um, with regards to leveling, it's, it's more traditional for about 90% of the way. So what I mean by that is in the old year one way, you got to level 20. Anything post 20, you had to earn your gear, which had um, specific light levels on it. And the more you increased your light level through gear was actually how you increased your overall level. So all the way up to a numerical value of 34. 32? 34. 34, I think, with the latest expansion. Was it 34 35? No, it was 34. 34, that's right. And then Skolas was 35, and you had to fight him one level under. So 34, um, but you you were actually able to level up by by gear. So it was kind of a, it was a new system. So yes, it was cool and it was fresh and all that stuff, but um, they went back to traditional leveling for the most part. And now the level cap is 40. So your character can level up to 40 via traditional leveling, meaning kill mobs, do quests, gather stuff, and get XP bounties and that will increase your number. Now, when they rolled over to year two, they took into account all the gear you had, all the light levels you had and everything, and they calculated what your projected light level would be. So if you had enough equipment to make yourself 36 or 34, excuse me, you came into the Taken King as 34. If you had enough for uh, 28, you came in at 28, and then you had to progress through XP. But it's a very comfortable leveling system for anybody who's familiar with MMOs um, and things of that nature. Now, when I say you could level up 90% of the way via traditional leveling, what I mean is is that last 10%, your light level still plays a big part on your um, character's damage and um, the amount of damage that they receive as well, much like your old traditional levels did. So without getting too complicated, you can level up all the way to 40, and then you can increase your light level. And I don't know if there's a definitive cap that is, I guess, that everybody agrees on so far with 300 plus um, with your gear, but the... You know, for example, the raid is at uh, 290 minimum light level. By the time you're doing your story quest at 240, or um, excuse me, at 40 level 40, you're probably really only sitting around 240 light or so. So you do have to do that gear grind in order to level up your character. And then I'm sure we'll talk about um, methods of um, modifying your equipment and stuff like that in another part. But the coolest feature, 
bar none is the traditional leveling system with a little bit of, of nuances of your normal gear leveling. I know that's complicated. I know it's long. I could talk about it forever because it is really in depth, but they definitely made a huge, awesome improvement with the way leveling, in my opinion. So I want to challenge you on this a little bit because I don't feel like it's any different whatsoever from year one Destiny. I feel like in year one Destiny, you gained 20 levels traditionally, and then it jumped to your light levels and it became all gear. And it feels like now you gain another 20 levels from 20 to 40, and then it jumps to light level and it's all about your gear. How is that any different at all? Boom. Good question. Stumped you. <laughs> what Good about question. It? Yeah, what about you're fusion, right because because you, you can even talk about um, how Yes, you're level 40. I was going to say, well, maybe rate, maybe entering raids. You can enter, you know, le before raids were, I guess, restricted via your level, not uh, which was determined by your light. But now you're right. Even if you're level 40 and the next guy's level 40, if you're 290 and the next guy's sitting at 250, he's not going to be able to get into the uh, Taken King raid. So like, it, you're, it, it you're seems, right. It, it is it is that that little it, grind. It, it seems like now, what they did is they pulled it. They pulled that light level out of the level itself. Like you have two distinct values now instead of like a, a level plus these weird light levels that stacked on it it's now like you've just got your level by itself and then your light level is a separate value but it, it, it i feel to me it feels like it fulfills the same purpose shy maybe you can weigh in what do you think um yeah i don't know um <laughs> I, I mean it's it seems like the level is is arbitrary almost to a certain point. I, I can't, like, I don't know the math on it, unfortunately. Um, I think that one of the biggest differences um, between how it's done, though, now is how they've added the infusion system, which I know Fan wanted to um, kind of no, talk a sure. little bit about on that as well. But basically, like, one of the biggest problems with Destiny was you would find a piece you really liked, and you know, not only maybe had, like, you know, I think we in the past we talked about the three different stats, you know, how their strength, intellect, discipline, they affect, you know, different cooldowns for your, either your super or your, your grenade or your melee, and maybe you really want to focus on your intellect and your grenade. You don't, you're not worried about re your melee recharge speed, like how quickly, how often you can do that. Um, you know, maybe you had, like, this perfectly rolled piece that, like, you know, had, you know, buffed your super and your grenade but but you got you know it was like a level 30 you know a level a level 30 piece and you know you got a level 32 piece basically that you know or light you know enough light to get you to 32 that, that filled that slot but you know had stats you hated um it behooved you before to just take that piece because the the that that was better you know what I mean? Like getting an yeah, increased light, an increased yeah. level one, was more one light important. Level was, was a um, huge difference. It was huge. We've talked about it before. You know, it was like 15, 20% damage on mobs a lot of times. Um, what they've added now in Taken King is they've added the infusion system, which allows you now to take a more powerful piece of equipment and basically use it to increase the light level of another piece of equipment that's less powerful than it. And so you can kind of find a really nice piece you love, like at light level 260, potentially, and you could take that all the way to 300, 310, whatever the cap is, and uh, and keep using no. it out. I mean, that doesn't answer your question. I don't think of like how light versus level changes. I just think it's a, I think it's a better way of going about leveling your gear up. I don't, I don't know and if now, there's Can I a ask difference. a question about this? I'm not sure if you guys have tried this or not, but does... Does that mean like if I had say a year one legend is is year one gear eligible no. to be infused? No, no, not, not all okay. gear is, is eligible. Okay. Now here's here's my 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 slight rebuttal, and it's not a very okay. very big case, but it is actually a pretty good point. Um, so in in any MMO, you level up to your level, right? And then if for example to enter into the raid in Des or in Destiny, you have to be two fifty one. Now you're gonna come out of the gates at probably two thirty or so. So you have to get the proper gear. You have to grind out the proper gear to get into that raid. Well, much like traditional MMOs, yeah, you could be seventy five in Final Fantasy or something, but you can't even do that raid unless you have the better gear anyway. So essentially, it's just really the same thing. They just it's an, it's tied a numerical level, right? value Your to light it. Your light is an eye level. Yeah, exactly. Level. And, and that, I'm, I'm not trying to say that's bad. I just, I don't think right. it's that different. Like, it, I understand what you mean. It feels different, and it looks a lot different. And one thing I will say about it, and I, I don't have the experience with you, but it, it seems like they've done a much better job of being transparent about what your stats do, how much yes. of each stat you have. Like, you have they little indicators values for, everything. like, tiers for your, uh, for your, like, your, your strength to say, I'm tier tier one i'm tier two and here's the difference between tier one and tier two so you can actually make better educated decisions about the gear you're equipping which i think that is very positive and 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 so i i understand what you mean i'm sorry to have to have, to have shot down what you said um because like no, i can understand perfect. why yeah. you why you feel like it's different because it, it does have a different feel to it without a doubt um but i think at the heart of it it's not that different and to your point i think you make a very good point it's really no different from any other mmo right like you've got your character levels and you've got your item levels and that's they call it a, 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 they call it light but light is your item level and your item level is what 
dictates your requirements to enter raids and strikes and things of that nature. All right, so tied very much to that, with the new item level comes the equipment that provides that light. And uh, so, Shai, why don't you start us off? What what do you like about the new equipment? Like, uh, I, I understand from, from playing a couple of days that there's actually some new slots. We talked briefly in the last segment about how previously you had some cosmetic items that were just for show, but now you get additional stats, you get additional um, light on those gears. Like, what... What's good about that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it just helps that customization of the different stats. So you have a couple more pieces that you can have. Like, you can, you know, have certain, you know, the stat you like the most, like intellect, dis- discipline, strength, you know, for those, you know, whatever you're trying to increase your cooldown or decrease your cooldown on. You have some more pieces to customize that with. Uh, one of the cool things is one of the new slots, every class has an artifact slot. And most of the pieces in that slot, um, they have, like, weapon upgrade, like, um like the, like what like their stats that you can unlock are like speed at which you upgrade weapons and so like one might have like pulse pulse rifle increased speed and so you could unlock that you could basically have a bunch of them with different weapons and if you get a weapon you really like you can you know you could equip that and like use it and like it would it would level up faster um now what i, I don't i don't expect you would necessarily know this um, because i don't know how much testing has been done either by mm-hmm. us or just by the internet at large but do you know if that buff on your gear stacks, uh, stacks with like the with telemetry a... items i don't know yeah, that would be interesting to know if you get honest, double bonuses. I say that, and I think Van's going to touch on this later, but I don't really use those because most of Light have changed all of that entirely. And mm. uh, this is a teaser for Van, you know, something that I think Van's going to talk about a little bit later. But uh, but one thing one thing that I want to talk about just in the section really quickly that we I can't believe we forgot about in the last section is the is swords. Like, there's a completely new weapon type in, oh in Taken gosh. King, and it is amazing. Like, they are freaking amazing. You can get swords, which we'd, we'd had a teaser before in, in, in the raid, you know, Crota's End, um, you know, where you actually use a sword in the final boss fight. Like, there, there was a mechanic that involved a sword, but you can actually get your own sword. You can get a legendary sword. Eventually, there's a quest line that leads to an exotic sword, and they are just ridiculous. I mean, uh, they're very cool. Yeah, they're fun, and they they use up your heavy... It it takes the place of your heavy uh, weapon, so no rocket launcher, no machine gun. Um, You got the swords, and um, I think it starts out with, like, 30 swings or something. Of course, as you upgrade, you can uh, add gear that allows you to do, like, 40 swings. And literally, every time you swing, whether you connect or not, you're using a, a piece of ammo. So... And you can actually block abilities with them as well. They have, like, a guard. There's a guard ability That's true. Like Pokemon. Huh. Pokemon! Elemental guard abilities. So... And my other understanding is that, the, that those weapons, and I haven't gotten one yet, so I, I'm speaking slightly out of ignorance here, but um, they they kind of take a little work to get those swords as well, right? Like, they're not just handed out to you. So, like I said, there's a quest chain, right? So, getting your initial sword is not that hard. Like, it's, okay. you can actually get your initial pretty quickly. You then can upgrade that sword. And actually, tonight, some some myself and a couple other guys, we're going to get our first exotic swords. Um and it, that has taken a good amount, of, a good chunk of work. <laughs> like, there's been a nice little quest line to get your exotic sword, but I think it's going to be pretty cool because they're uh, they are 300, 310 attack, and the exotic swords have special abilities associated with each one of each different element. So, they're I think they're going to be pretty neat. One of the swords is even like like Zelda: Link to the Past, where you could actually shoot stuff out of your sword when you swing. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that I'll have to look forward to in playing. So. Uh, so next up, we're going to talk a little bit about the the, the new story and the new cutscenes. And um, while I haven't had the same time with the game that Shy and Van have, uh, I just recently went through the main story of Taken King. I completed it last night. Um, and the, the, the thing I noticed initially is that they... They have uh, obviously there was a lot of feedback in the first Destiny that the story was pretty weak, that they didn't really ever explain anything, and that it was very just kind of ho hum, you know. And and Destiny itself put together a very interesting setting, uh, as far as you know the you know the future world besieged by this alien menace and all this stuff. But you never really like you learned little tidbits about things along the way but you never really felt like you were caught up in some grand sweeping thing at least I never did and I I heard that feedback from a lot of people and it's clear that they took the time to really um make the game feel more like a story is unfolding and one of the ways they did this uh as as you may know is they they changed the voice actor for the ghost um, and they re-recorded all the lines retro, even back to the year one content. So it's no longer our Fred uh, Peter Dinklage uh, or the Dinklebot, 
as he was lovingly referred to. Um, the new guy whose name escapes me at the moment, I'm sure Van Shy can help me. And what was he famous from? What, what do we know? I believe he is Nathan Drake, I believe. Oh, from, from, the, uh, Uncharted. from the Uncharted series. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, so they've got a new voice actor to try to infuse a little bit more, uh, you know, of a freshness to it. But the thing that I noticed is they really tried to give some personality to some of the secondary NPCs. So, like, you, the, the, the uh, class leaders in the tower, um, Eris speaks a lot. And there's a lot more, like, banter and just dialogue both between the characters and, and your character and, and, and your ghost. And they tried to make it feel more like a narrative than just, uh, you know, like when I think back to the year one destiny missions, it was always like one person would talk to you, um, on your way to the mission, kind of briefing you on the mission. Sometimes your ghost would like chirp at you a little bit and, that was pretty much it. And then at the end of the mission, the ghost would make some cryptic remark about, you know, oh boy, I hope this doesn't mean anything bad. I got a bad feeling about this one. Which <laughs> the said, wizard like, came from the moon. <laughs> Just, you know, so it seems like they tried to, 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 you know, put some more memorable characters, give some of these NPCs a little bit of personality. Um, like coming into year two, I, you know, I didn't know the names of any of the, uh, you know the head Vanguard guardians, reps. Vanguard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know. I couldn't, couldn't tell one from another. You know, but it seems like they they tried to flesh that out. They also have a number of cutscenes in between missions and things like that. Um, that are pretty, pretty high caliber. I would say, like there were some pretty cool cutscenes. Uh, I'm sh- shy. You want to talk a little more about that? Because I know you're a cutscene <laughs> guy. I love cutscenes. Um, all I can say is that the the first two cutscenes of the game, I, I thought I loved, and I don't know if you guys remember the first one too much, but it was where the ghost is talking about how he found you. I just thought that was great, and just kind of like actually made me care for the ghost a little bit more, and like what that involved. And in that that the first actual CG cutscene with the space battle, oh my god, so good. Yes, like, it's so beautiful. Yeah, now, um, I don't know if it's any different, and, and maybe some of the other classes can help, but Shy and I were both both hunters when we ran through Taken King, and I haven't gone back and tried my other characters. But is it is it a different kind of, because uh, Cade hosted me, and I, is it just because Cade is the uh, hunter's... I think, uh, no, he, he hosted so Cade, me as well as War, okay, um, Warlock. Okay, so Cade will host so, yeah. everybody. Okay, so the, the hilarity that he brought, and Cade is the, the hunter's um, <laughs> um, vanguard in the tower. Um, was just absolutely amazing, and I uh, like the the one liners, and even the they implemented lore, like you were saying, like the ghost will come in and chirp, chirp, but instead of just saying you know their grave not yours or something stupid, they they actually <laughs> talk about like really cool lore. Like for example, one of the things that I learned was that the cabal, when they go to war, they're actually exiled from their nation, and they're only allowed to return if they are victorious. Otherwise, they remain exiled from their nation. That's crazy. Now, you guys, uh, again, I, we didn't prep for this, so I'm throwing a curveball, but did, do you guys know who the voice actor for Kate is? Yes. I feel like I recognize yes. the it's voice. It's Nathan but Fillion, who is now oh, from Firefly uh, yep. and Castle as well, if you watch Castle. Uh, that, yeah. I, I thought, I, I knew I recognized that, uh, <laughs> that voice. Okay, that is interesting. Okay, um, now I, I want to jump to something that I know is a... Uh, something that's near and dear to Shy's heart, and so I'm going to let you talk about this. Let's talk about the method of obtaining exotics. Yeah, so um, I think this is hugely improved from year one. I mean, I I, I, I cannot complain. Uh, there's many times, Smiley, where I f- say that you have a lot more luck than me in games we play, but I think in Destiny that is one game charmed where life. maybe where maybe it's the tables have been flipped and I have the charmed life in Destiny, and I think that uh, that's something I'm not going to complain about. But uh, one thing about Year One was just, you know, I mean, like one thing about, we've talked about this many times, but exotic weapons, they're very specific and are maybe, you know, I mean, because of how different they make the game feel, you, there's like probably one or two that you want to get, right? Like for a lot of people in Year One, it was Galahorn. And the problem was there was was no way to get a specific exotic weapon except for several there were several that had very lengthy quest lines um some that were real pain that involved like crucible and stuff like that um but there were only a few that had that well in year two from what i can tell a large portion of the exotics i'd be interested in knowing if they ever released a statistic but i would i'd be surprised if it wasn't 75 to 80 percent of the exotic of the new exotic weapons are actually quest line based and not just random drops from engrams which i think is really cool i think that it gives you a way to progress you know, towards new weapons while still leaving a few that, you know, are kind of that, that, that hope, right? Like, are you getting Ingram? Maybe I could get this one, you know, because, you know, you know, it's, there's a chance. Yeah. And if you listen to our destiny episode, I think it was what seven, 
the uh, where we yes. covered it, I think that was one of the, the uh, issues that we emphasized as being one of our least favorite characteristics of the game was that you can't set your set a goal and and achieve it with the, with regards to exotic weapons. So another category that I want to talk about is the strikes and specifically the bosses of strikes. So I mean, in a game like Destiny, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of quote unquote trash mobs and they're a lot of fun to kill. But I, I think in in any game like this, like the boss encounters are probably one of the most important features of the game and the thing that that you'll have some of the biggest memories or longest lasting memories of. Uh, what can you tell me about the new bosses in the strike shot without getting too much into spoiler land? Yeah, well, I think um and and, and I mean there, I mean the new strikes are a lot of fun. Um, I think the biggest thing um. One of the coolest things about the new strikes, and I think even that they've kind of, I think they've kind of retroactively just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure if they've actually verified they've done this, but uh, one one issue, um, you know, because um, one issue they, they acknowledged that, that was an issue with year one was that a lot of strike bosses were just bullet sponges. So it wasn't that the strike had a lot of fun mechanics; it was that you were like basically fighting ads and just pumping bullets into a boss, you know, maybe cyclically until the boss died. And so one thing about the new strikes is they're very interactive, especially the boss fights. There's a lot going on. There's cool mechanics that the bosses do that you have to deal with during the fight. And I think it's, it, it's, it shows that they've, they've really refined that to make it more of an enjoyable experience and not just, oh, I'm standing here trying to snipe this boss. Oh, I'm going to kill some ads, go back to sniping the boss, you know, try not to die, that kind of idea. Uh, Van, what's your experience with the, uh, with, with the strikes? Do you think it's been more engaging than year one yeah it definitely has been more engaging than year one and and i, I really like how each um player not has uh, only their individual role for these strikes but you can actually group up in teams um or, or little fire teams within the, the strike team to accomplish a common goal as opposed to just everybody standing on their own pad you kind of have like hey squad alpha squad bravo squad charlie which are groups of like two people at a time um it, it just makes it for a really fun dynamic i i like where they're going with it all right, and then the final thing that we want to talk about improvement-wise, and let's try and go through it quick because we haven't even gotten to the issues that we promised our people they would get to hear some of the issues. What um, do you mean, our people? Our people. <laughs> the currencies. So so they've made some significant changes, in, in my opinion, uh, to, to the currencies and the way you obtain gear and, and things like that. Van, do you want to talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, um, I could talk quickly about it. They Essentially what they've done is they've streamlined it. So instead of having um, a million different types of um, Ascendant Shards and Ascendant Energies and all this other stuff, uh, Motes of Light and everything, all the different Vanguard marks and Crucible marks, they've actually streamlined everything um, into essentially four components. You have the Legendary Marks, you have the Motes of Lights, you have the Strange Coins, and then you have your Glimmer. And those four components will essentially buy everything in the game. So um, instead of Crucible Marks and Vanguard Marks, you have Legendary Marks. And one of the differences is they, uh, the cap is 200, but it's actually account-wide now. So you can't earn you know, 200 on one character and 200 on another character. Your whole account can have 200 collectively. But the cool thing about that is if you love to play your Hunter, you can earn... Um, you know, or, or, um, legendary marks with your hunter and then you can buy the stuff to upgrade your warlock if you'd like to and then once your warlock gets high enough level you can start messing around with them too so they've really streamlined it uh, it's really good strange coins are still for zir uh motes of light you can actually use to upgrade your weapons um if you didn't know about it fun fact equip a new weapon um hold square when you're hovering over that mode of light and you'll actually apply uh upgrade experience into that weapon so it's streamlined it's a lot easier to follow along with um, your currency than it was before, and it's a great improvement. Try anything, Dad? Uh, most later, awesome. I can't get enough <laughs> of them. Uh, I think uh, one thing you did uh, fail to mention, though, Van, is there is still weapon and armor um, materials that you need to upgrade. Like those have not been done away with, but they have been streamlined down from having from being class specific. Where before, Titan armor gave you Titan. Yeah, that's armor yep, components right. and things. Now that now there's just armor components that are universal, so, so it's a little bit easier to to get those. And, and to Van's earlier point, it makes it a little easier to play any class and still be making progress, perhaps on a different a different one. Like you don't have to do things on your Titan just to get progress on your Titan, which I'm sure some people would like. All right, let's get into the issues, boys. What uh, what what are things that maybe aren't so good? about Destiny or, or about Year 2 that we wish they would have added, changed, corrected. Um, I think one of the things I want to talk about is, is is there was an exploit that has recently been fixed. Shai, you want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, it was somewhat of an exploit. I mean, I don't know that... Uh, 
I don't think it's technically an exploit. It's just something that uh, uh, it was. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess what is an exploit? It was basically an item that was being used in a manner that Bungie had anticipated being used. And so I guess if that's an exploit, then that's an exploit. But uh, basically, they released an item with Taken King that Zer, the vendor who appears once a week, could sell you for strange coins called the Three of Coins, which, when applied, would give a small chance that a boss would drop an exotic Ingram. Now. Besides Nightfall activities, I don't believe there was ever... I don't, I don't remember ever getting an exotic Ingram in the game before, like, except purchasing one from Xur. Like, I don't oh, remember seeing one drop. I don't, think it was, I don't think it was an option. So this was pretty cool that you could actually apply this buff and have a chance by killing an Ultra, um, which, would, which is normally strike bosses or, like, mission bosses to get one. Well, well, what happened immediately was, of course, with any online community, people found the quickest way to kill a boss and with that item equipped, <laughs> which they found a mission... Um, on, on I think it was on Venus, where basically you could get to the boss, kill yourself and him at the same time. He would still drop, possibly drop something, but then you would actually be able to restart at the beginning of just the boss fight. So you could basically just like within a minute try again. And so within like sixty minutes, you could have like thirty, you know, thirty, sixty attempts at you know an exotic, and people were getting dozens of exotics within like you know thirty, forty-five minutes. And so uh, you know, people start spamming this um, to get exotic emblems. What you know, Bungie made an official an official message about like we see what people are doing and we're not gonna you know change that for now. Enjoy you know enjoy your time with this right now. And so within a week though, they had made a change to the item where where I where and I don't think they specify a time. People have done some testing to try to figure out what it is. But basically, if it is, if the item is used again within a certain amount of time, the effect is lessened. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, the goal, a lot of people are speculating whether it's like maybe like now it has to be like 15 minutes in between or 30 minutes in between. More, it seemed more like something that they want, meant for people to use like on like a strike playlist where like strikes take 15, 20 minutes at a time. And so it's every 15, 20 minutes you're popping one for like the final boss. And it seems right. like that's more in line with what they're, what they're doing. It's, it's, it's a fun thing though. Like I normally, I've been buying a bunch of them and using them when I run strike, strike, strike playlists. And it's just cool when you see that exotic Ingram drop. And you know. have, you, have you seen a noticeable increase in the drop rate when you're using it? Does it feel oh, like it's yeah. been worth it? It seems yeah, like every four or five strikes, I'll, I'll see an exotic Ingram drop, which is cool. That's cool. All right, uh, Van, what about you? You want to talk about speeders? Um, or lack thereof. Mm. One, of the, one of the coolest things that I'm looking forward to, and I don't think they've ever taken an position, or official position on it, but I'm just keeping my fingers crossed to the hopes that maybe in the future we will have speeder racing or that they just make the speeders more uh, dynamic or, or more unique uh, from one another so that, you know, upgradable speeders and fun stuff like that. So they, it's an untapped market that I think they need to pay more attention to. Fair enough. Um, uh, I'm going to hit just two more really quickly. Uh, when I saw Shy earlier mentioned the cutscene that was of space combat and had all, it was very almost had a Star Wars feel to it. You know, ships flying through the air and lasers blasting and things blowing up. And it just reinforced the idea that from the very beginning of this game, we have these cool ships that you can customize and everybody's got different ships and they look really badass. Why is there not some kind of space combat? Why can't we use the ships? in some kind of either side game or mini game or something, you know, like even if it was something simpler on rails, like star Wars, the old Republic had, I think that would be really cool. Uh, and again, like Vance had an untapped market for an item that is already in the game, but it just feels like it's being underutilized. Disappointing that that wasn't part of year two, especially with that cool cutscene. I thought when I saw that cutscene, I was like, Oh my God, maybe they added space combat. I don't think they did. Um, the other thing that, I feel like we, we maybe all could agree on was we were hoping at some time from, from a UI perspective, they would allow us to maybe map items to our controls, especially maybe to the, um, the actual directional pad, which right now is pretty much just used for emotes. It just seems like it'd be really helpful to be able to map that to like an ammo pack or a different weapon or something to help you not have to necessarily open up your inventory to use some of these items, or even like the glimmer items where you can pop an item and get bonus glimmer for certain types of kills. It'd be cool to have a quick access ability to get to some of these items because a lot of times in a firefight, if you run out of ammo, you can't just pull up your inventory and and scroll over that ammo pack and find the right ammo pack and use the right ammo pack. You know, I mean, that would just be, uh, something that's not feasible and maybe they want it that way they want you to say hey if you run out of ammo you need to look down and away from your screen I don't know but um, that's something that, I, that I, I keep hoping for keep hoping they'll put some better UI stuff in there Amen Alright any, any final thoughts gentlemen before we wrap this up I'm uh, very uh, optimistic with the direction the Bungie's taking this it sounds like they're listening to the community a little bit more and I'm excited to see what happens next Agreed
All right, guys. Well, if you have any comments, and we'd love to hear your ideas on the direction of Destiny, if you'd love to share them, we would love to read them and or hear them. If you'd like to provide some sort of feedback, we can be found at the Twitters, at Focus Target, uh, on YouTube, of course, at our YouTube channel. Uh, our email is FocusTargetPodcast at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. And don't forget about our Focus Target blog. It's on FocusTarget.wordpress.com. Uh, next time in our podcast, I'm not going to guarantee that we'll uh, devote an entire podcast to it, but uh, this weekend is the Star Wars Battlefront 3 beta. It's an open beta that if you wish to join, you you don't have any special requirements. It's for Xbox, PS4, and PC, so pretty much anybody could get in on it. Um, I think a number of us are going to be uh, testing it a little bit this weekend if we have some time, and so we're going to at least to some to some extent, we're going to try and bring you our thoughts from the beta as I think Star Wars Battlefront 3 is, is one of the games that the three of us are most looking forward to playing in the near future. Um, so, as always, we appreciate your listening, and uh, we hope to see you next time on Focus Target. I'm Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Van. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out. <laughs>